1: author, speaker, advocate, and change agent. Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view on the new legendary WIGL AM 1570 begins right now
2: holidays. Happy holidays. This is Dr. Bonnie Benita, and I'm with my co-host, Dr. Pastor Hunter. And Pastor Hunter, how God are you today?
3: You. Doing great. Going great. Good, Glad to good. be here.
2: So happy. And family, friends, colleagues, uh, church members, sisters and saints, we're just so proud to be here that the God has allowed us to see another 2022 and Christmas and New Year's is coming up. And right now, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on with the family and how we can continue to preserve the family. And I think we have a caller on the phone. Uh, Keisha, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Keisha. Good morning and happy holidays to you. Uh, My board operator and screener and production manager said you had a question for us. Yes, I have a
4: comment and a question. I was listening to your show a couple of weeks ago about the girl in who went down to Mexico and was killed. And, you know, y'all were discussing things about uh, the crime being out of control because teenagers and kids and everything like that um, was going on. But one of the things that I took note of or thought about was the fact that um, the black church, well, church in general, but specifically we're talking about black churches, Um, used to be the pillar of society, used to be a place where you went all day long, (laughs) my grandmother tells me that, and that it was a place that provided moral guidance to the community. So my question is, how are we today supposed to provide moral guidance to the community when you have pastors and spiritual leaders who are openly promoting weed-growing pastors and pro-abortion pastors how can you claim a higher moral ground or provide that guidance when you're actively participating in the things in the culture that are causing our demise and that are pushing policies that are are diabolically opposed to what you preach. So,
2: You know, that's part of my. okay, that was a mouthful. And that's an amazing question. Pastor, I'd like to have you address that.
3: Well, hello, says. How are you this morning?
2: I'm good. How
3: are you doing? Outstanding. Glad to hear from you. Number one. And let me say this to you. I do agree with you 200 percent because that's what it used to be. We the church, especially in the black community, uh, the church the people look to the church for refuge and in a, a safe haven uh to not today now in the time we live in somebody dropped the torch i want you to hear me and let me say these are some of the things that happened. some of the older people and god for ble- blessed them they had good teaching but somebody dropped the torch And a lot of the people went to the graveyard with the gifts, the talents, the dreams, because they was intimidated for the next generations that was coming up. You remember the the scripture says that old men shall see or have dreams and young men shall have vision. So the next generation had a vision. The old men had dreams. I tell people, if you're going to keep on dreaming, stay sleeping. Yeah, you hear me? Amen. If, if yeah, you're going to have a dream, you stay asleep. But so what happened now, nobody has discipline, the younger generation, especially the younger pastors, especially younger pastors. You got pastors right now going to these seminars for two years, one year and don't get proper training. The statistics are very high with that. They say 80% of these people are not being properly trained in the seminars. The seminar teachers don't even know how to t- uh, teach the people. All they doing is giving them a piece of paper. Nobody is disciplined the old way. The, the church, the, the scripture says, you know we have to seek out the old way, the old path, and when we find that old path, walk there unto. So my thing is to the people today, we got to get back to the old way, and we got to find the old patriarchs that are not afraid to look you in the face and tell you know that you're wrong. And another thing. People are not accountable. Nobody's credible no more. Everybody's doing anything. They, they, they say in the scriptures in the last days, people going to have itching ears. Bring it to themselves, Teachers what they want to hear. And that's not way, the way God do things. So that's the problem. People have fell away from the word of God. We got to first get back to the word of God, not just preaching it, teaching it, but living it. If that makes sense to you. Yes,
4: it does make sense to me. Um I just I just feel like, you know, the the church has always already was declining prior to COVID. People like to act like COVID is the reason why. You know, there's the decline. But what
3: COVID been going on. Already you can say it's been a spiritual declining. COVID. It's been a spiritual COVID way before COVID hit.
4: <laughs> right. Right. So, you know and, and the an reason excuse. why is because of the issues that I'm raising, you know, people are looking for guidance and when they can't find it, there's always going to be another organization or another thing that's going to fill that, that hole or that vacuum. (laughs) And when the church doesn't take its natural place, because I don't see, I hear what you're saying, but I don't necessarily see the pushback on a national level, especially when you have, you know, this is not 1940s. We have national mega preachers now that can reach millions you know all, all over the world with just a tweet and i just don't see that i see the church getting behind things that are not necessarily helpful to us in our community and nobody says anything because that's too afraid to get counsel that's too you afraid of, of getting counseled then for preaching the word and and you know it's if if people want to complain about the crime and the youth out of control and well, well I mean what do you expect There's no more moral standard because we as black people as the black church used to be the moral standard of America. Yes. You, we we seated that ground. Yes. Okay? We we seated it and now you know I just don't see maybe there needs to be a council of group of people who are pushing back cuz I don't hear I don't hear those opposing voices. What, what? I don't hear those opposing voices yeah, I that say, that. "Hey, brother, you're wrong." You know, we still might cast a vote for you, but when we when you get to office, we don't expect you to pass that transgender bill of rights. We don't expect that, but nobody says anything, and it's all quiet and it's all fun and games. Well,
3: well, here's the here's here's the thing. Let me let me say this to you, sis. So, I agree with you, but I disagree in some things. Now you may have these mega churches doing this, that, and the third. When we understand that, but Jesus said, "I got seven thousand people prophets that have not bowed to Baal." You, you follow me? So there are some people like myself, but some people may like might like myself may not have the platform, the proper platform like the ones that are in these bigger churches that speak with us. Because you still got people that's living holy, living righteous doing what God say do, and they're faithful. It's just that, you know, when you have kindred spirits, you have to be able to link up with those folk that are teaching and preaching the truth. Because remember what I said, in these last days, people are going to be heeding to themselves, teachers, that what they want to hear. They have itching ears, and the people just don't care. That's how, the people have failed by the wayside. And the church is not, and let me say this, the church is not the problem. It's the people that are in it. You you follow me? Some people are in the church, but not in the church, if that makes sense. Some people go to church, but they're not in the church. Some people just dress up, look holy, talk holy. Some um, of them preach, whatever, but they're not living the lifestyle. And so we have to ask God to give us discernment on how to pick and choose. That's why it's, you ha- let me say this. People have to be so careful in the church. That's why the scripture said in, in Psalm 68 and, and three and eight. So in that verse there, it said that God set the silent tears in family. The problem is we go to church because grandmama went there. Grandma uh, went there. Auntie's ain't went there. That's not what God sent you. God may t- send you somewhere totally different. What you doing, that's why you got a lot of people in the church dying in the church because they're out of their place in God. And so it's so many different things, even like I'm saying now, even me with our church. We're, we we plant a new ministry here in the Snailville area. We already have one birthed in Mobile, Alabama, as we speak. And we're here to bring the truth, because God sent me here to do just what we're doing now. That people will, I'm not going to, I'm not going to compromise because you don't pay your tithes, you don't give your offerings. You can go wherever you want with your tithes, your money. Because if God told me to preach the word in season and out of season, I don't care if you get fighting mad or shouting glad. I'm gonna tell the truth. I'm gonna still preach it. I'm gonna teach it. I don't care what y'all do. And that's the people. That's the I'm look. I'm not looking for everybody. Amen. I'm looking for my assignment. The people that God assigned to me that want to see heaven. Amen. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for the people trying to get rich quick with the trick. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids
2: my sister thank you so much for that question i understand uh, and i hope you can share uh, our ideas of what we think should be going on but i think once the black family recognize that the family should be constant in the child's life and then also that we should help facilitate professional collaboration to make sure that our kids are whole through some type of coordination we should also make sure that we understand the racial, the the ethical the religious all the cultural differences because a lot of times there's diversity that we don't recognize ourselves so can i ask you my sister what are some of the things that you would like to see done different within the african-american community as a whole well I don't know, if we, like I said, we need some type of council who can push
4: back at that because the only vo- voices that are being elevated are the voices that are opposed to everything you just said. They're the voices that says, oh, it's okay to have an abortion. Oh, it's okay to smoke weed. Oh, it's okay to get this, get this money real quick. It's okay to do all of this. That's the voices that are elevated. And unfortunately... <laughs> unfortunately sometimes you know especially when it comes to politics per se that's that's all we get that's all the candidates that are brought to the church that's it we don't get another option you better fall in line or lose your black card And, and 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 we're so loyal to a party more so than we are to the preaching of the word even though it's a diabolically opposed to what you say you stand for and I think that's part of the problem. There's no counterbalance. There's no—I don't know. You know how they have these super PACs? Where's the—I don't know—the black opposing super PAC? I guess to say, hey, you know, we—we're we, not going for this. Yeah, y- y'all over here trying to make people go to uh, bathrooms. That you know, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And I don't—I don't hear that in the communities. We're supposed to be the leaders of the communities, the moral standard. But you know who we are standing up? Mm-mm. I don't know if you heard about it, but in Dearborn, Michigan, <laughs> the Muslims, they went to the school board and they cut the food because they're like, no, you're not teaching my kid that there's 36 genders. You're not. We're not doing that. You're not putting certain books in the schools. We're monitoring you. You're not doing that. They're willing to die for their cause. <clears throat> they came in there with their robes and everything on. No. But we... we don't. I mean, I hear you, but I just don't see it. And that that's the problem. I, I don't see it. We, we'll, we'll sit there and push a, a candidate that says they want to put LGBTQ programming in school. If you go and look on Stacey Abrams' website under LGBTQ, that's what it said. And then you have people in the church promoting and, and, and all this other stuff. So I hear what you're saying. I
2: just don't see what you're saying. Okay, so let's talk from... Pastor will talk from a biblical standpoint. I'm going to talk from a worldly standpoint. So, my sister, I'm sorry. What you, what's your name again, Miss Miss Keisha? What, Miss Keisha, I have a question for you. So, are you diabolically opposed to someone being lesbian or gay? Is that an issue for you? Well,
4: that's not how I choose to live my life. That's not how I choose to live my life. Okay, but I'm not diabolically opposed to you but if you ask me I'm going to tell you I'm not going to promote it if that makes sense I'm it not does. going to
2: promote that okay pastor so I need you to come in step in from the the biblical it, part what one last thing, it's one thing to be tolerant of
4: other people who are different it's another thing to actively promote it and I guess that's what I'm
2: saying okay and how that's, do you how do you contrast the promote what what makes you think the party, I, I I think I understand. You're saying you feel the Democratic Party is promoting gay and lesbian relationships?
4: Not just the party, because the church, too. It's become synonymous, okay, unfortunately. The church too. It's become synonymous.
2: Okay. Okay, give me one yeah, example. Yeah, they're actively promoting okay, it. Okay, give me one example where you feel that they're promoting you being lesbian or gay or LBGQ, TQ. Because they actively said Warner not actively
3: said he's for that. Right.
2: So being for that to you <laughs> means promoting. Cause he actively said he would, he would promote the agenda. Okay. Okay. Pastor.
3: So, so here's the thing. So and let me say this, this is, we dig a little bit deeper than the norm. Most times. And a lot of the times, maybe 90% of the time, uh, people are given good money in the church. Homosexual, lesbians, whatever you want to call it. They playing the mu- they're playing the pianos. They're, playing th- they're the musicians. They're the singers. They're the, the solos All of that. And most of them are giving good money. And the pastor that's there, that's leading the flock, know that. And sometimes they're not going to say anything. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm going back to what I said. I thank God for taking care of me, that I don't preach according to what the people want. I preach what God tells me to preach because that's one problem in the church money. They have turned the, and some of the black churches have turned the black churches have been turned into a business money. And that's what's going on with them. And and some people are not, but again, I say you still have people like myself. You still have to love people regardless of Correct. what they choose to do. You still Correct. have to love them. You can't pick and choose what they want to, you know, pick and choose. All we got to do is love them. We don't have to uh, entertain their behavior and their conduct. You let the people do what they do. And all we can do is pray for them and, and hoping that God will grant repentance because if God don't grant them or yourself or whoever repentance, you're going to still do the same thing. And like I said, again, in these last days, people going to have itching ears. Believe that, sis. The people going to have itching ears. They're going to want to heed to themselves, teachers, Whatever's going to teach and make them feel good. That's what you got today. But if you go to my church, you're in my ministry, I don't care. It doesn't, doesn't matter. My ministry be the one that don't have the whole, you know, the crowd of folk because we believe in accountability, responsibility, dependability, accountability.
4: So, Sister so Keisha, how do we get that opposing voice out there, you know, so that when it seems like <laughs> the church is always behind the eight ball, it's like whatever movement comes about, we just hop in front of parade and, and be like, oh yeah, we're, we're with that. Bill and we're with that. Not even understanding. I, I still, I still don't understand how we're actively, getting back to the promoting stuff you know i understand that there there are are, are people out there like you but how do we get those because, voices elevated but
3: see, that's this is right like right now mm-hmm. and, and you grab we grab an elbow, we wrap an elbows together starting now mm-hmm. you me myself dr bunny And the ones that are listening.
2: Exactly. And and also, uh, Sister Keisha, I think it has to grow organically. We have to come into this together, one person at a time, because that's how it started, one person at a time. But let me ask you a quick question. If you found Mm -hmm. out that your Mm -hmm. daughter or your son was part of that LBGTQ community, would you have a, a problem with it?
4: Yes, I would definitely tell them that, you know, but I would still love them. I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here and say I wouldn't love my child or this, that, and the other. But at the same time, I'm not going to tell them it's okay. I'm not going to tell them I agree with them. Got gotcha. you. Know, it, it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and condone it. I'm not going to sit here and all of a sudden start wearing rainbow colors just to make you feel better because that goes against what I believe. Right. And I'm hoping that that'll be passing along to them. You know, I can't control what you do when you once you turn 18. But you know, I can still love you. I can agree to disagree.
3: Right. And that's. And
4: you know, I. But I don't see that. I see. (laughs) I see. Like when all that stuff happened in 2020, all a lot of the black churches, I was a lot of people were looking for answers and. People were in their BLM gear and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, once I found out, because after George Floyd and everything, I signed up, I was going to sign up to give and I went on the website and everything. And I looked on it and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What does this have to do with us? (laughs) And I tried to tell people that, hey, D- 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 these people ain't what they purport to be. They on some other stuff. They not. They not what they say they are. Bush and bush do you? Bush see bush how down. much pushback I got? And then you know, know, I'm looking at the passes. I'm like, how are y'all promoting this stuff again? Did it, anybody do a Google search?
3: You know what's us? You know what's let, let me say this. Let's dig a little bit deeper. I got, um, you know, gay people in my family.
2: I think we all
3: do. And I, and let me say this. And, and and if the the truth be told and you have gay people in your family. Mm-hmm. And and watch this. And I'm not, not please don't take this offensive, okay? What I'm saying to you is I have close relatives in my family that are gay. And I still have to love them just as if it wasn't there. Now, if we going to do look at it at a spiritual sense, the Bible said he that win it souls, listen to this, he that wineth it continuously souls is wise. So if I'm going to win them over to Christ, that means I have to be able to set something in place that I can draw them to God because they need a God to save them, too. And I'm not upholding Amen. them, their behavior, their Amen. conduct. But somebody needs to be strong enough to stand in the gap regardless of what the, spirit, the spiritual weakness is, you got to be strong enough in God. Because the Bible say he, uh, it, it, it goes like this, it said um, when it's dealing with the individual with spirituality, it said um, if a brother or sister is overtaken in a fault, we know that's a learned behavior. Homosexual people are not born like that. That's a learned behavior. They are recruited. Lesbians, homosexual, all of that. But the Bible say. If a brother or sister is overtaken in a fault or sin, he, which is spiritual, supposed to restore them back. And the problem is, like you said, in the church, the people are not spiritually minded. How can you, if you're not spiritually minded, how can you restore someone when you haven't been restored? So that's my point is that we, and and let you know that a lot of people say that they're spiritual, are not spiritual they just congregating with the folk, if you if you hear me what I'm saying. So I do have these type of people in my family. Do I mis- mistreat them? Do I hate them? No. I love no. them just as well because I know who they are, and they know who they are. So they got caught up in something that – and most of them, if you ask the question, some of them – now, of course you have some that love what they do, but you got some of them just got caught up. They was mistreated. They was molested. There was some perverted person, man. That's why I say it goes back to the family, too, because you never know who you marry, who you deal with in the church, you know, uh, in the families. So so it's, that's why we have to ask God to give us discernment that we won't pick and choose the wrong mates. Some women pick men that have been in prison 30 years without a woman. And when he get out, she don't know that he was such and such. I mentioned this in the show once before. That now she have a young son that's been molested. And now he's 20 years old. And now he's he's turned out. And no, now when the, the son tell mama that her husband done this, guess what? She believed the husband over the child. Now this child dealing with the trauma psychologically twisted now there's a problem now how he's gonna go on with life you, you see what i'm saying so i i tell you there's so many ways and, and so many things we have to do sis that it's, it's, it's amazing it's just we have to start somewhere in order to right. end somewhere
2: so sister keisha let me ask you a question so you have you're opposed to the the gender-based bathrooms as well? Explain that because you said something about going to the bathrooms at school.
4: Well, yeah, right now, you know, I don't – okay, so the House Resolution Bill, I think it's 1209, they're trying to pass Mm -hmm. a transgender bill of rights that says that um, you can – to protect their rights to participate in whatever sport they want to participate in and use whatever bathroom they identify with. So yes, I do have a problem with that because as a mother, you know, if, if I have girls, I don't, no, we're not, no, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And number one, number two, uh, what teachers gonna be in there? Since everybody can just do what they want to, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And number, number two, if I have boys, um, do you think it's going to be accused if little Sally gets touched? Because she decided to identify. No, no, we're not doing that. We're not playing these games. We're not putting kids in adult situations and then can't figure out why they're acting like kids. No, we're not doing that. And I just, I, you know, again, I hear what the pastor is saying about us standing strong. And believe me, once I found out what BLM was about, I had to literally send sin pictures of the website and send it to them for them that realize that what I was saying was true. And then, of course, some other stuff came out later about the money and things like that. And they were like, oh, but it shouldn't have to be that way. It shouldn't be, you know, it was several pastors that they all be them decked out in the choir. You know, it it, it was like promoted. And I'm like, it, it was promoted by, you know, our, our world leaders like Al Sharpton. And I'm like, y'all didn't Google this? Either y'all knew about it these pastors you knew about it and, and went along with the program or you didn't know and you're leading your flock of strength which one is it so, because i'm just a regular nobody i don't I, I don't have any connections i'm just a regular old nobody
2: okay you're you not a nobody but you're not a no God, nobody sister keisha i mean we're all somebody in god's eyes but let me ask you what issues do you have with the blm movement well it's not for us the it, before
4: they screw up their website, one of the things that they said on the website is we want to disrupt, dismantle the nuclear family. Now how can anybody as a pastor, as a church or come to, come to church or anything or preach about this in their sermons as if it's a good thing? Now they're trying to decipher, oh well, we men little b, not the organization, we're just for the, 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 the the slogan, not necessarily the organization, but that, that 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 don't fly because nobody, I saw nobody stand up and be like, "Hey, what happened to the guy was wrong." However, we can't join with these other organizations and be Christ-like-minded. And, 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 and join in with organizations that are diabolically opposed to what we say we stand for. They're a queer affirming, if you go on their website now, it's not as, as overt as it was before, but they tell you they're a queer affirming organization. So when you as a church get behind something like that, and I'm trying to teach my kids, hey, we want to live our lives this way. Now, I, not I, only do I got to fight the world, I got to fight the people in the church.
3: No, you don't have to fight people in the church that's maybe you need to pick and choose again where you're going to church at because you have a, a right to choose where you're supposed to be. You follow what I'm saying? And, and, and you got to ask God to give you direction because all churches are not the same, sus. I mean, you know, and, and you got some that, that, that stand for what's right, regardless of how, again, I go back to Jesus said that I have 7,000 prophets that have not bowed down to Baal, And today, it's just you got to ask God to give you directions on where to go because let me say this to you, and this is I don't care what no one else is talking about what they said what they do how they did how whatever whatever, don't allow yourself to let bitterness get in your heart to cause you not to love God because of what your neighbors are done has done. You stay focused and stay put and hew to the line and continue to teach your children, that's all God is uh, requiring of you is to teach what he lent you to take care and watch over them and shelter them as much as you can and raise up a child in the way that they should go when they're old, they want not depart. And the people that God connect you with, those are the people that you're responsible for. Because at the end of the day, when we all stand before God, we have to give an account what we did in this body so you personally let me say this to you sister please hear me because if you don't take hold of this now and get to the root of it it'll cause you to become bitter and you'll never love the church you'll never and it can also affect your spiritual walk with God because then you won't hear from leaders that really means well because they ha- you have been sold uh, uh, traumatized with the things that the other negative people have said. So let me say this to you. Let's fight back the bitterness that it won't not take control of you. Can I pray for you today too, as well and the others out there that are listening because we need prayer. Not only you, Amen. me, all of us Amen. and I encourage you. So I, I love what you're doing. Won't you, let's join together, not just me, my family, the church, and let's build. That's right. But we still got to know how to treat people right and love them. Amen. And I think it can be a great start because the the power and the anointing that you have and the life that you're speaking, I think we can affect a whole lot of people with that. So the change that we're looking for, let it first start with us. Start with ourselves. And if we can do that, I think we'll win.
2: And Sister Keisha, I wholeheartedly agree with you, and Pastor would like to pray with you, and I would too. But I would like to say one major thing I agree with you on. I'm against the killing period, not just police officers killing black men. But what about black men and boys killing black men and boys? So – I think if we could be so hot and heavy about what these officers are doing, we need to also be that hot and heavy about what black men, the black on black crime, uh, the black teen on black teen crime. I think as a parent and as a mom of a male uh, child, uh, we need to step in and work on that as opposed to the officers in those situations. I think if we had... So much animosity to those officers who did what they did. And I am glad that that God made sure they got what they deserve. We should also pray and ask God to work on our black men and our black boys that are taking each other's lives. But I'm going to lead off in prayer and let Pastor... A hundred uh, finished for you, sister Keisha one uh, if if we have one moment with you, gracious God, we just thank you today, and we just ask father God, we has ask that you help us love each other, Father God, with that deep, deep love that' allow us to overcome and forgive a multitude of misgivings inside all of us, Father God, we continue to ask you, Father God, that you are inspired a spirit of hospitality in each of us and also enable us to be cheerfully able to share our home, our lives, our efforts, everything, Father God, that we know is of you and by you, Father God, we acknowledge that you are the head of our lives and that you are the one that give us the spirit of discernment, the spirit of joy, the spirit of love, honesty and integrity, Father God. We just ask today, Father God, that you help Sister Keisha and all the other sisters and mothers and fathers and families, Father God, that need you, that know you, that that you can order our steps, Father God, that we continue to do right by you, abide by you and within you, Father God. Father God, we just pray, Father God, that you just assist all of us in our walk, Father God. As we're entering into 2023, Father God, that you show us what you would have for us. Father God.
3: Father, in Jesus name. Father, in Jesus name. We thank you, God. First of all, for blessing us to have a mind and another opportunity to come before your great presence, O God. The first thing we ask you, Lord, to forgive us if we committed any sin. We ask you to forgive us. Now, Lord, we ask you by your power and the authority that's in your name that you touch, heal, and deliver. Every person that's listened to me on the sound of my voice here in Radio Land, Sister Keisha there and the others that are listening, that are dealing, struggling with these same issues, we ask you to touch them right now, God, Amen. from the top of their heads yes, Father. to the sole of their feet. Thank you, Jesus. Send deliverance, and healing, God. Thank you, God. Give them peace. Let them know that everything will be all right. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to join together, Lord, in unity. You say, "Well, there's unity, there's strength." And today, God, we need strength. Thank you, God. We need power. We need your anointing to fight back every demonic force you, that come against us in the mighty name of Jesus. You, but we decree it, and we declare it today that we are a overcomer in Jesus name that every heart that's listening to me silently say amen
2: amen amen and amen, amen. And sister so, Keisha can you share uh, any other insightful things with us because i love talking with you i love the fact that you are on top of it that you want a different life for this generation and i just love where your energy comes from do you have any other advice for any of the parents out there because our board operator said that you're so far, your, your your children are successful. They're doing the right thing. But can you tell us how you live that God-centered life to make sure that your family would be doing the right thing and making the right choices and the right decisions?
4: Well, me and my husband, we do pl- pray with the kids every night. You know, one of my kids, we send into a Christian um, school right now. The other two will join at a later date. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know... All I can do is lead by example, try to show them, try to pray with them, Mm -hmm. read to them, try to put them in areas, put them in areas and situations where there's like-minded people so that they can understand. Because it's going to be a lot facing them when they get out here in the real world, so to speak. And I want them to be, I want them to not to have a discerning spirit, like you said, and not be easily deceived and tricked into believing something is true when it's not. And it just would be nice. And, you know, I've been looking because, honestly, right now, you know, we've been visiting several churches, but, honestly, they're, a lot of them are the same. They're all the same.
0: They're, right. they're preaching
4: the same thing. It's like somebody sent out a, 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 a call and was like, hey, we're going to preach this, and this is what we're going to believe in, and we're going to jump in front of the parade and pretend. And, you know, it would be nice to have an ally. And I just feel like, you know, when I – I just feel like when I see people promoting weed growing and stuff like that, and when I'm trying, when we're trying to teach our kids not to do those certain things, it's like now I got to sit here and explain why it's wrong, even though the pastor's saying, you know, <laughs> you know. And so we're we're just looking for allies to help the community and to to I'm just trying to put them in the best situation possible because you know I don't want them to get lost in the saw. I don't, you know, I, I want them to hear stuff from me. So a lot of times I'll tell them, hey, right. that's a dude. And so, hey, so that's a girl or, you know, whatever. And I'll explain to them, hey, just because she identifies a fish, that don't mean <laughs> that you have to identify as a fish. You identify what God tell you to identify with, with what, he, what you was born with. And so I try to instill, we try to instill that in our kids. And, um that's about all i can do but it just seems like now it just seems hard because because a lot of the stuff that's coming out of you know what we deem to be the pillars of the black community not good and so i just try to come now i have to try to combat that too
3: let let me say this to you Sister um and i'm not trying to recruit over over the air okay You haven't tried our ministry, reconciliation. That's one church you haven't tried. And I'm speaking not just only to you, but January the 8th, we will actually be beginning our first service at the new location at the Centerville Community Center. 3025 Bethany Church Road. I don't know how close you are, whatever, however, but I guarantee you this. There is a change. And I know there's an unadulterated word, rhema word from God. And I'm not telling what somebody told me. And I'm not to my own horn. But I know what God has invested in me because he sent me here to plant a ministry in the Georgia area. And whatever What's that... Re- I'm sorry?
4: What's the name of the church?
3: Reconciliation. That means we we draw people to God or connect people to God and we reconnect people back to God. And the ones that are connected to God, we help keep them connected to God and we don't just deal with the spiritual man. We deal with the whole man. And when I say the whole man, we teach people how to become an entrepreneur homeowners. All these other different things that comes along with that, how to feed your family, teach the black community, how black men's how to have insurance to take care of their children and so on, so on and so on. We're a family oriented church. We love to build families. That's what I'm looking for. Families that love the Lord and that we can make a difference in the community and people like yourself. We can show you because we are not with our 25th week in ministry here. And so we would love for you to be on our team if you so will. But you'd have to make a choice again. Is that all right?
2: And pastor, can you tell everyone how to reach you please? Your website and phone number?
3: You can reach me at uh, two we still have the mobile number uh, at 251-313-19. That's 251-300 Thirteen nineteen, and you can also reach me at my on my email address. That's reaching out. One word, reaching out. CDC. That's C as in Charlie, D as in David, C as in Charlie, at Comcast dot net. So that's reaching out. CDC at Comcast dot net, and you can reach me there. And whatever needs to be talked about, we can definitely uh, deal with it. But our first day. In this new uh, location, the Centerville Community Center, will be uh, January the 8th at 10 a.m. at the Centerville Community Center, 3025 Bethany Church Road. And I invite you all to come out to be a part of our service. I know there's a word from the Lord.
2: Thank you so much, Sister Keisha, and thank you for listening to WIGO 1570 a.m., and have a blessed day and a wonderful Christmas and a Happy New Year all right thank you you're welcome and thanks for your call you were amazing
3: we we are getting ready to take a break what an awesome conversation we just had and like i always say if your view is a little bit cloudy Maybe you need to take a better view. Another look with Bonnie with a view. We're going to take a break, but we'll be back with more information and great conversation. You're listening to Bonnie with a view.
1: Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view. We'll be right back.
0: Alone. Heaven help the roses If the bombs begin to fall Heaven help the soul. Mm-hmm. Heaven help the black man If he struggles one more day Heaven help the white man If he turns kiss the man as a cry help the song Now lay me down before I go to sleep. In a troubled world, I pray the Lord to keep. Keep hatred from the mighty, and the mighty from the small. Yeah, yeah.
3: Opinions expressed on this program and not that of the management owner staff of WIGO but only those of the participating show, Bonnie with the View. And now we got a very special announcement. Good after, good morning. How are you doing? And what's going on with you, Frank?
5: Good morning, WIGO listeners. This is Frank with the EHN. We are evictionhelpnow.com. We stop evictions fast. We're not lawyers, but a team of consumer advocates that can help with any landlord and tenant evictions. If you or someone you know is facing eviction, you need eviction help now. Since 2007, our consumer advocates have assumed a somewhat adversarial role in exposing unfair landlord and tenant business practices regarding the eviction process. We know the rules and understand the law. No one deserves to be forced out of their home. We help stop, delay, or dismiss your eviction within 48 to 72 hours. To get started, call our recorded message at 888-668-5530. That's 888-668-5530. Once again, 888-668-5530. We are evictionhelpnow.com, where we stop evictions fast.
2: Thank you. Hi, thank you so much. You're listening to WIGO radio 1570 AM. I'm Dr. Bonnie Benita, and we are here with my co-host, Pastor Hunter. Pastor Hunter, that was an amazing call. Yes. Amazing, amazing. So I uh, would like for you and I to discuss some of the issues that Miss Keisha raised. Sure. So a friend of my daughter, uh, I guess she was fearful about telling her parents that she was a lesbian. And when she did, they ostracized her. She did not. uh, They didn't want her in the home anymore. They said that she was evil. And she subsequently um, took her own life. So, Pastor, what can we do to families where there is a conversation about, uh, a gender based conversation about what's going on in the home and how better to deal with that because I feel that we all fall short from the goodness and the grace of God and we have to work on it. But also, When it's time for me to meet God, I don't have to explain why you did what you did. I only have to explain why I did what I did, right? So that's why I am not tempted to cast aspersions on how someone else leads their life. However, we have a choice, and there's something called free will. And at the end of the day, no, I don't believe in promoting homosexuality or promoting as Keisha said that lifestyle uh, that transgender lifestyle but my feelings are a little bit different because I, like most of us, have someone in uh, our family that that uh, is of that persuasion. You even said you have someone in your family. But I do not treat them any different. And their relationship is based on their relationship. And I asked everybody, just have a relationship with God. But, Pastor, how do you best discern how to handle a situation, whether it's a friend or a foe, and that that? instance. It,
3: I, I would say this Dr. Bonnie and I, and I like to keep a scripture a lot, y'all so don't please don't judge me the Bible said that he that when it souls is wise I don't care which way in the church out of the church whatever you're going to do if you're going to win someone over you have to be wise and especially you moms and your dads out there I want you to hope you're listening to me if your child who you carried for nine months labored comes up twenty years later and tell you that they have decided to live a lifestyle that's displeasing in your sight, like, man, don't you go and and you know, freak all the way out and tell your children that you're they are not accepted? You got to remember that's still your child, regardless of how what choice they make. They had to learn it from somewhere. And, again, I say that this behavior, they you can't say that they were born with this. It's a learned behavior. They're recruited. You have to still love them unconditionally. I know we don't have to put up with their behavior and their conduct, and I agree with you 200%. But at the end of the day, you still have to love your children because they're your children. Because if you don't love them and you throw them away, now they double dead. Just like Dr. Bonnie said, that child went and took her own life because you don't know who may be your only hope. You may be the only hope that that person has. And you have to be careful, people, not only your own children, but people that look up to you. Because again... They have to see God for themselves, and they have—they need God themselves. Who knows if we would teach them and continue to rear them in the way that they should go, God would eventually, the scripture says, grant them repentance. Mm-hmm. But we first got to live the life, not talk it, but live the life, a godly lifestyle before your children. See, children look at what they observe what you do, not what you say. Because a lot of people try to tell that you and they teach, "Oh, you do this, don't do that," and you doing something totally different. They observe what you do, so we have to be careful, parents, that we don't judge our children. They steal your children. I don't care what nobody say. You protect them if nobody else protect them. You be there for them if nobody else be there for them. I don't care how rough it gets. You love your children. And then you, you got some of your moms and, and dads that are out there and, 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 and that, that that fell into those that lifestyle. You still got to love them. The children may be straight as a board, but the family. So you got so many different issues in this life that man, listen, all of us in the boat together because the whole if water ski up on your side, you're thinking that it's all funny. If the boat sink, it's going to sink and kill all of us. Amen. I want y'all to hear me. We don't have the right to judge no one. God is the only somebody that can judge. He can cast you, me, and anybody else. Be afraid of the person that can kill the body and cast into hell. Those are the ones we have to be afraid of. That's God Himself. Amen. So, mamas and daddies, just take your mouth off of your children. You don't want laid up and had them. You don't need to be judging them. That's why people are taking their lives. So, Doctor Bun, I hope I said something.
2: You did, Pastor. To, you did. That's just amazing. It's to about, clear up. Well, Pastor, I I, I don't understand um, how a mom or a dad can do that to a child, how they could say, you're not my child because you decided to have an alternate lifestyle or a lifestyle that I don't totally agree with. I, for the love of God, I don't understand that. And it's amazing how I call the Bible toting Christians are... Just not really following the principles that God has set up for us, and that is that is where I, I can't square with that. I don't quite understand that. And Pastor, maybe you could speak to that.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> I, I Doctor Bonnie, I would say this here: the people have, would have to definitely join hands together mm-hmm. and put something in place. And I think it takes a community to raise one child. And we can't just keep talking about it. People, if you're listening, we got to do something about it to make a change. And the change got the first star within ourselves. In the church, the same thing. It does not matter where you go. If I can say this, let me say this to you. I want y'all to hear me well. Just like Noah when he built the ark, God said that he and his seven children and his family, I would say, that was brought into the ark. I want y'all to hear me. Hear me well. But along with the eight people that went into this ark, because it rained 40 days and 40 nights, y'all hear me? Amen. Now, watch this. I want y'all to catch this. If you miss this, you're going to miss the whole story. Mm -hmm. God also commanded Noah to bring in all the animals two by two and come into the ark. Now, I want y'all to put your thinking caps on. When all those animals came into that ship or that boat or that ark, they was in that boat and that ark for so many days. Can I ask y'all a question? I want y'all to think quick. Where did they use the restroom? They couldn't jump outside the boat because they would drown and kill themselves. Mm-hmm. So they had to use the restroom on the boat, the ship, the ark, which represent all the indication as the church. I wish y'all can hear me. So when they use the restroom, that means you have to have wise men and women that's in the church know how to clean up in the ark. And that's what happened. So the same goes here in the churches. You got to have wise men. And here's a, here's a cool part. You make sure they are anointed. You just can't get people because they talk good. They know how to him. And, and you got to get people that are anointed. Who's sent by God. Because God has the people that have that can pastor and preach to you. Everybody can preach and teach to you and everybody else. You have to have somebody God sent that's anointed, been called by God to speak the gospel, to bring change. And the people are not anointed. That's why yokes are not being broken. Amen. Pamela. You got people still sitting in the church living the same life, no change, no conviction. And the preacher just preaching with no conviction, no lifestyle, no anointing. That's why the people not changing. It. It's because it's the anointing that destroys the yokes. The yoke that's on your vision, that's why you can't still see. The yoking that's on your hearing, that's why you can't hear. And the only way faith is going to be given to the people is by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And if you got a yoking on your hearing mm-hmm. and there's no anointed preacher or pastor mm-hmm. or overseer or bishop, mm-hmm. Your yoke is still there and you're going to still be dumbfounded right. in the church and dying in the church. Amen. So you make sure you seek out anointed called of God, not because they went to seminary schools. Tell it, Pastor. Not because they say granddaddy did it. And you, let me say this. Oh, God, we got we got the so again. listen, you can't get a man to come in here and just came in here yesterday and try to put him up to preach a, a, a sermon to be the pastor. Mm-hmm. He ain't been seasoned. He ain't walked with God long enough, mm-hmm. and y'all are the ones pick and choose him to get up there. Amen. Pastor. God bless you.
2: Amen. Amen, Pastor. Amen.
3: We Amen. got to take a break at this time. We we, we we got a little heated. I'm not mad and upset. I'm, I'm excited.
2: <laughs> Amen, Pastor. I'm a little my bit excited. Say,
3: yeah, you know. Okay. So we're excited. I'm just passionate about what I do and what I believe. This is my conviction, yes, you know, Lord, so Pastor. at this time, we're going to take a quick break. And
2: Pastor, can you close out for us, please?
3: Sure. Oh, yes. And we're going to close it at this time. We're going to pray for you guys, if that be okay. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you right now, God, for everybody that's listening. We ask you to touch them right now, God, from the top of their heads to the sole of their feet, send deliverance and healing. We hope, God, that this word go out and not return unto you void because your word said it would not return to you void. Let it accomplish everything that it went out to be. In Jesus' name,
2: amen. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You've been listening to Pastor James Heiner and Dr. Bonnie Bonita with The View. And we will see you next time on WIGO Radio, 1570 AM. Have a blessed day.
1: We hope you enjoyed Dr. Bonnie Bonita with The View. Please remember to send in any questions or comments www.WIGLAM1570.com Or you can reach Dr. Bonnie Bonita directly at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com You can also join our Army of Volunteer Advocates It takes a village Our email address is Dr. Bonnie Bonita at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com